Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tiantian with your Market View. Now, over in the US, with December being a strong month for the stock market over the past seven decades. To what extent can investors look forward to a center rally this time round? And in the meantime, China eased its pandemic restrictions in some cities over the weekend, including a reduction in mass testing. But what would this mean for markets in China and Hong Kong? Now, for more, let's speak to Samuel Wong, trading strategist at OCBC. Hi, Samuel. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tianqie. It's good to be on show. Oh, great to have you on as well. So, Samuel, get us started. December, traditionally a strong month for markets uh, if we look at historical data. And given where the Fed is going to move interest rates next week, 50 basis points, can we expect a center rally this month? Since 1928, just solely in the month of December, you're right, US S&P will gain approximately about 1.5 to 1.7%. But again, let's move away from the multi-year track data and zoom in on the year-to-date performance. That will give you a more realistic feel of the market. On the year-to-date, most of the key market indices are down on an average of double-digit losses across the major indices from US to Hong Kong. Hey, now we are getting close to the festive mood of the Christmas. Let's have something more positive to cheer on. The bearish market mood was actually overturned by the sharp bullish buying sentiment from the start of October until now that we saw the US S&P find the gains of about 8.7% and NASDAQ gain of 3.9% followed by Hong Kong Hansen Index with a strong whopping gain of 14%, and STI also performing not that far off with a gain of 5.16%. The buying sentiment in the last quarter was probably tr- triggered by the very cautious optimism mood of the Fed, less hawkish tone towards the interest rate hike movement in the coming session. The US Federal Reserve implied probability rate is already pricing the strict expectation of a potential rate cut by the second half of 2023. And of course, the strong expectation of China reopening also played a major part in jailing the past two to three months of the bullish or rather the firm tone of the market sentiment. But of course, Tian Tian, back to your question, what about the center rally that you mentioned? Since the late October, that was probably about two months back, the US S&P 500 has already gained about 8%, and it seems to be testing the near-term resistance line at 4,100 index point. To reach or scale further higher China, you need more assuring dovish comments or the actions from the US Federal Reserve, especially so on the coming FOMC meeting on the 15th of December. And the year-end, Fund flow from the mutual fund, pension funds, for its, re- for its reopening or re- for its repositioning of its investment book to position for the first quarter of 2023 could be another catalyst to firm up the market sentiment. Right. So which means more is needed before we can get this present from uh, Sentai. Eh? Well, um, <laughs> in the meantime, Samuel, growth and tech stocks over in the US, they saw a boost earlier last week on hopes of smaller rate increases. Uh, but how sustainable do you expect this to be? If you are talking about the strength of the growth and tech stock over the past week, I will probably be taking Nasdaq Index as a referencing point to indicate the strength. The gain on over the growth stock and, and the Nasdaq itself for the past week was rather quite mild. 
There was an initial prominent buying momentum on the tech sector back in the early October. However, profit-taking came in when the tech stock, or rather the tech index, hit above the resistance trend line at 11,300 points. Taking into consideration, Nasdaq has also a very massive gain of more than 14%, 1-4% rally since the late October 2022. The pullback seems justifiable and within the market expectation of a correction. In fact, back in October, some of the franchise research name from Citigroup has actually upgraded the tech stock from underweight to overweight. And JP Morgan has also commented very positively that the growth stock can pick up again, especially in the space of the tech stock. This looks very much in line with the expectation of a potential Fed pivoting move in the coming sessions. As to whether the growth and tech stock or the NIMS itself will be able to sustain on its recent price rally, then again, we are back to what we mentioned earlier on the coming FOMC. Will the 15th December FOMC meeting be seeing a lesser aggressive tone for the rate hike, especially since the start of the 75 basis point rate hike from May? Mm. Well, in the meantime, Samuel, help us understand where are the bright spots in the US market right now and which sectors should we be watching? We are still in the midst of the many major big scale of global uncertainty events. You know, that is pretty much burdened down by the imbalance of the global supply chain concern, the very hawkish tone of the central bankers towards the interest rate hike, and also the ongoing of the Russia-Ukraine military conflicts that's ongoing. That will also imply for funds to build up their preferences on the less economic cyclical sector. Also, to build up more interest or focus on the less market-sensitive beta. And probably, there will be also more shifting of focus towards the consumer-based name. And this is precisely why we are also seeing the top-performing sector of the US S&P to be resting on the sector on the energy, the consumer staple, the utilities, and the healthcare sector else. But Tian Tian, on the flip side, the big laggards and also the worst performing sector were actually from the real estate, the technology, mm. and even the financial sectors. The market is always on both sides, you know. So my mm. take is that don't be too extreme on one side. What happened if the Fed was to loosen its aggressive tone in the coming months? Or what happened if the China was to re reopen up the trade zone through easing on its zero-COVID policy? The worst performing sector of the S&P might well be the bright spot in 2023. Mm. So when we talk about the worst performing sectors for now, do you think mm. it is a time for bargain buys then? I think if you were, you were based on the technical te technical analysis and also the fundamental an analysis of the market right now is that S&P, Nasdaq, they are trading about probably a 20 to 40% at one point of time in the, in, in, the, in the low point. Fundamental itself, PE, price to book, and even the dividend yield are also trading at the lowest of the decade. So in terms of the bargain hunting, probably it will, it will be the key attention over the next one or two months. And on the whole, I just want to get your expectations of uh, what's going to come, Samuel. Where do you expect major indices in the US to come in for the rest of this year and also where the US dollar is likely to move? I guess it's that since the late October, both the US S&P 500 and the Nasdaq have made remarkable strong gains about 14% and 10% till now. The North trending momentum looks strong, but you need some checkpoint as to mitigate your risk level. Both the S&P 500 and Nasdaq will actually enter into the next phase 
of the higher resistance trend line that we had just mentioned before at the 4,001 4, and 11,003 level respectively. The average traded value for the US market over the last six trading sessions from 28th of November to 5th December, which include the major indices, say the S&P 500, the Nasdaq, Russell 2000, and even the OTC market, range about US 400 billion to US 450 billion. But this is only approximately 50 to 50% to 43% lower than the average turnover it was back in the month of January early this year. Unless we see a better and higher turnover in the coming session, which will reflect a more, le a more higher level of particip participation within the market itself, I guess is that the US indices might continue to see trading activities, but within the expected zone or what the street would like to call it as a range mount. Right, range bound indeed. Oh, very quickly, mm. Samuel, before we move away from the US, I want to take a look mm. at the US dollar. The currency earlier uh, dipped to 16-week lows against a basket of major currencies after data showed that US consumer spending increased firmly in October. So where do you see the US dollar closing out the year then? Just solely looking at the viewpoint of the technical sharing, the US dollar index has broken below the three major moving averages of the 50, 100, and 200 day moving average. That represents a very bearish outlook over the near term direction. If the direction momentum continues, it might look quite realistic for the US dollar to retest the May 2022 low at the $100 psychological mark. For the US dollar to reverse its bearish state, it might need to move up convincingly above the next 200 day moving average. That is about 105.8 to 106 level. And for that to happen, we need the US Fed again to be more aggressive on the 15th of December, which I perceive the market would not want to see it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not always very good to talk about the Fed, but we have to talk about them, isn't it? <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Samuel Wong, trading strategist at OCBC. Well, Samuel, moving away from uh, the US, I want to turn our attention to look at markets within Asia and in China. We saw uh, China easing COVID-19 restrictions in some cities, including a reduction of mass testing. So to what extent do you think this would lift mainland Chinese and Hong Kong shares? Mm -hmm. Tintin, in fact, a reduction of the mass testing through Shanghai and Beijing have already started. And also the next question is, to what extent Will right. the further easing of the China zero COVID policy to be the next thematic theme, which the global market players are watching and monitoring, monitoring it very, very closely. As the world's second largest economy, GDP wealth of US $20 trillion in 2022 this year, and also the largest exporter with trade value of more than US $2.7 trillion in 2019, the reopening of the China economy is a wish list not only for the Chinese citizen, but also for the global community as well. Especially so, as the largest exporter of consumer goods in the world, the reopening of the China economy will have some level of easing the current galloping inflation concern. So, what if China was to open up further and what can we expect further from here? From the, cap from the market capital aspect, the street expect a potential fund flow of about US $2.5 trillion into the Chinese market. 
and potentially because of the move, the Chinese and Hong Kong stock might see a more favorable or positive gain about 10 to 20% of upside movement from here. And 10 to 20%, that's by, uh, do you have a time frame for that? We, we, we don't have a time frame, but probably in general, is that the street is probably looking at over the next uh, one or two years or so. I see. Well, finally, before we let you go, Samuel, uh, let's talk about what's happening at home in Singapore. Where do you see Singapore markets closing the year and uh, which are the sectors that you think uh, we as investors should be watching out for? I guess that this is the yearly guessing of where the SDA is going to close for the year. And mm. over the next, <laughs> and over the next eighteen, <laughs> over the next eighteen business and trading days of the re- remaining year of twenty twenty two, my guess is that the STI will likely to trade on a very tight range mark of three thousand two hundred index to three thousand three. On a more cautiously bullish mode, the STI might be retesting the current resistant resistance chain line of three thousand two hundred eighty three two eight zero to three three thousand level. But support zone will be probably be looking lower at 3,002 to 3,220 level. I'm just going with a big macro, big flow of why potentially that the Fed pivoting might happen in the second half of 20, 2023. And also a further reopening team on the back of the control uh, COVID virus that the economic cyclical sectors like the banking, uh, airline, hotel, and even the hospitality names could be the next focus for 2023. Do remember, we are still in the midst of the global uncertainties that could also be more conservative and risk-averse attention that will also fall on the safe haven industry, say the cash rate sectors like the utilities and also on the healthcare industry, industry as well. Thank you very much for the insight, Samuel. That was Samuel Wong, trading strategist at OCBC. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.